What's up, everybody? My name is Athena, and you're here to listen to Vanished in the Valley. Today, we are going to talk about Heather Cameron, who is from Redding, California, and has been missing for over 10 years. And when I say missing, I actually mean she was murdered, and nobody's ever found the body, and no one's ever been punished. So my ass is going to have to rant about that and tell her story again. We are also going to talk about these fires going on in Hawaii and what the crazy conspiracy theorists are saying is going on. So sit back and get ready for this. Some of you OG motherfuckers have heard the story of Heather Cameron multiple times on this podcast, but we have a lot of new people, so I'm just going to run down the official story of what exactly happened to Heather Cameron. She's been missing since August 18th, 2012 from Shasta County, California. She's Native American and 5'6", 115 pounds. Now listed as her quote medical conditions is a history of drug abuse. She checked herself out of a drug rehab program shortly before her murder, I mean disappearance. Heather has brown hair, brown eyes. She's a Native American female and sometimes goes by her maiden name, Haller, H-A-L-L-E-R. So sometimes you'll see Heather referred to as Heather Cameron Haller. She has a tribal tattoo of flowers on her back, a tattoo of a girl on her left calf, and an unfinished tattoo on her right thigh. She's a member of the Grand Ronde Indian tribe. Heather was last seen in Shasta County, California, and was heading to the Keswick Dam, which is a remote area about 20 minutes outside of Reading with her ex-boyfriend, Daniel Lusby. That day at 2.50 p.m., she made three 911 calls from the vicinity of Keswick Dam using Daniel's phone. Cameron said she'd been drugged with heroin and needed assistance. This poor fucking girl was like hysterical on the 911 call. You can actually hear a male voice in the background of the call and just like to paint the picture of what this area looks like, It has steep hills and canyons and shitty phone reception. I mean, like you're in the fucking forest for sure, like NorCal forest area. So ever since that day, August 18th, 2012, no one has ever seen or heard from Heather Cameron again. Her estranged husband reported her missing two weeks after she was last seen. And I will get to that a little bit more later. I actually spoke to her ex-husband and got his whole opinion on the situation But yeah, my suspicion lies with Daniel. He was formally interviewed by the police about Heather's disappearance three times. He told them he and Cameron had gotten separated and she had his phone on her when they parted ways. He has never been charged for any crime regarding her disappearance. But the cops say he's considered a person of interest. His phone was never found either. So this piece of shit which he is, straight up, look at his fucking criminal history, went out with this girl at Keswick Dam, and she starts calling 911 and just disappears. She probably just ran away because she likes drugs. I think that might be some of what the cops are chopping it up to, but I don't know. I mean, there are so many cases now where the prosecutors are getting convictions for murder, even if a body is never found. And I 100% feel in my heart, someday... Heather's body will be found out in that area, but will anybody ever be brought to justice for this fucking murder? It's just, it's crazy. Heather had hella kids, and now these kids are going to grow up without a mom. 
and no one is even fucking looking for her anymore. No one. And it seems like the police are okay with that. I mean, I get it. It's fucking Shasta County. There isn't a lot of funds going to the police and all that shit. But if Heather was one of these law enforcement officers' daughter, I don't think they would have given up so quickly. If Heather didn't have what most law enforcement deem a fucking shady past because she had a drug problem, I think maybe they would have looked a little harder. Or, I don't know, maybe fucking charge the twat that was with her when she literally called 911 saying someone's trying to kill her and then disappeared off the face of the earth. I mean, I don't know. This shit isn't fucking rocket science. But here we are now. 2023. This is 11 years to the day that Heather disappeared. And nobody's fucking talking about her. So I've elected myself to fucking keep talking about Heather until someone, till some authority somewhere gets off their fucking asses and starts investigating this case again. Daniel Lunsby. Okay, guys. So back in the day, like fucking years ago, three years ago, when I started this podcast, Heather was the second case I covered. And digging into this whole situation with her opened up a whole ass can of rotten worms called Redding, California. There is so much shit going on in this little city. I mean, it's not hell of little, but it's not a huge ass like fucking, you know, 500,000 people or anything. It's probably the largest city in that area in NorCal because it's pretty fucking far north. But it has its share of issues like meth heads, fucking fentanyl is there. It's, yeah, it's all fucking bad. So when I first started investigating this case, I started talking to people that lived in Reading. And these people were telling me some fucking next level shit. Not just about Heather, not just about Daniel, but about the whole city in general, the way the police forces run. And one name kept coming up fucking repeatedly. And that name is Donnie Stroud, which let me give you a little rundown on this piece of shit. So yeah, like I was saying, when I first started investigating Heather's disappearance, all of these people I was talking to repeatedly said, check out Donald Stroud, aka Donnie Stroud. So what I started hearing was this piece of shit was basically manufacturing meth and there had been several videos circulating where this piece of shit is raping unconscious women. Some of the stories even said that there was a video of Donnie and that piece of shit Daniel, the ex-boyfriend, raping and beating Heather Cameron and that she was actually killed in this video footage. As far as that footage, I've never seen it. I have heard where it's kept. I've heard where it's stored. I don't know why the fucking Reading police have never heard about where this video could be stored, but apparently they don't give a fuck. Anyway, there were a lot of different things being said about Donnie, that he was into sex trafficking because of the whole meth thing, that the Reading PD kind of looked out for him and protected him and tipped him off when anyone would make a statement about some of the crimes he was committing. And some of the shit even went as far to say there was a cell phone tower on Donnie Stroud's property or maybe one of his friends. I can't even remember at this point. But somehow these tweakers figured out how to get into this tower and tap cell phone calls. Now, I'm not so sure about that, but I don't know shit about cell phone towers and all that shit. But I heard it more than once. 
So that was just another one of these rumors thrown around about Donnie. After hearing all this shit about Donnie Stroud, I tried contacting this twat like fucking 30 times and never heard back from him, never got his side of the story. But alas, about a year and a half after I started reporting on Heather Cameron, he got a hold of me and I actually interviewed him and put it on a podcast, you know, just so we could have him tied down to a statement of where he was, what he was doing and how he was definitely not involved in Heather's disappearance. And just a little side note, I got hell of shit from people because they said I was quote unquote nice to Donnie. Now, how much information do you think I could have gotten out of this motherfucker if right off the back I'm cussing him out and accusing him of all this shit I've heard? Of course, I'm going to have to be reasonable and just ask him to tell his side of the story. You know, you're going to get more information that way by being patient and listening to what he has to say. So on that episode... Donnie says multiple times that he was actually in jail the day Heather Cameron went missing. But if you actually look that shit up, he was not registered in any county jail or city jail in Redding slash Shasta County. So that's lie number one. Now, this guy's fucking disgusting. He's a piece of shit. He abuses women and God knows what else. But with the information that Donnie swore to, you think the cops will be able to listen to that and find enough inconsistencies and lies that it may make them think, oh, I don't know, maybe something's going on here. But no, I called them a few times. I've emailed them a few times and apparently they're just too busy to call me back because yeah, I don't fucking know. But anyway, maybe about six months ago, this woman contacted me on Instagram and She was, she basically had sent me a link and it was to a story about Donnie Stroud's latest arrest. This woman also told me that he had raped her daughter while she was unconscious and made a video of it and that she could put me in touch with another woman whose daughter went through the same thing with this piece of shit. So it's like, we've got multiple videos now. We've got multiple victims now, but somehow no authority there in fucking NorCal and get off their asses and maybe investigate this piece of shit. I mean, he's in, he's in prison now. So I'm going to tell you about his latest prison stint. Hopefully one that'll keep him in that fucking cage for life. In February of 2022, the Reading Police Department arrested 45-year-old Donald Stroud of Reading for numerous health and safety code violations, including possessing narcotics for sale and maintaining a business for the purpose of narcotic sales. At the time, Stroud's phone was seized as a part of the investigation, and officers found evidence he was possibly having a sexual relationship with an underage girl. Uh, yeah, it's called fucking rape. Let's get it right. Come on now. After this fucker gets arrested, the cops look at this phone, and they see he's a fucking pervert, and he's recording, which is essentially child pornography. And they went and arrested him again and charged him with sexually assaulting a minor as well as additional drug-related charges. The Reading PD started investigating the alleged sexual assault, and following their investigation, the RPD said the officers obtained an arrest warrant for Stroud for sodomy of a minor, use of an underage person for obscene material, unlawful sex with a minor, furnishing a minor with a controlled substance, oral copulation with a minor, and possession of obscene material of a minor in a sexual manner. After these cops got the arrest warrant, 
they decided to go serve the warrant at Stroud's home on the morning of September 14th. Officials said Stroud was found inside his pickup truck outside of his home with a woman who was later identified as Michelle Martinez of Redding. The Redding PD said both Stroud and Martinez were detained without incident as they began searching the home. Agents reportedly found a loaded 9mm handgun and nearly two ounces of meth, along with additional items indicative of narcotic sales inside the home. And just a little side note, they also found a shit ton of fentanyl associated with this fucker. But I've only seen that reported maybe in one or two articles. But yeah, full had meth, full had fucking fentanyl and guns. And videos of him sexually abusing a child. But yeah, let's not investigate anything further into this fucker's past. Let's not talk to any people that know him and may have been abused by him. Let's just get fucking tunnel vision on this one incident. I mean, seriously, this fool deserves the electric chair. But unfortunately, in California, they have stopped executing prisoners. Bunch of bullshit. So the cops arrest this fool, charge him again, and on November 10th, 2022, he was sentenced to over 13 years in prison after pleading guilty to a number of charges related to sexually assaulting a minor. According to the district attorney there, they're stating that Stroud pled guilty to creating child pornography, unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor, oral copulation of a person under 18, possession for sale of a controlled substance, possession of a firearm by a felon, and admitted to being out on bail when he fucking was arrested last. 13 years, you guys. That's all this fucker got. And he'll probably serve like, what, six years if that? Overcrowding, good behavior, blah, blah, blah. So he'll get back out and he will attack other women, other children, and possibly kill someone. And we just got to sit here and watch it. It's like with all of those crazy charges, wouldn't you think this fucker would be put away for a lot longer? Than 13 years, aka six and a half years. None of it makes any sense. But Donnie Stroud seems to always dodge a bullet when he's dealing with law enforcement. So I don't know, your guess is as good as mine. 100% this guy's a piece of shit. He is a predator and he preys on vulnerable kids and women. So I'm assuming because he's like this and he has been like that for fucking decades. That's how he got so wrapped up and intertwined in the Heather Cameron case. Now, nobody denies that he knew this girl. Nobody denies that he had hung out with this girl and provided drugs to this girl. But the police can't seem to make a connection because they say it was just Daniel who was with her that day at Keswick Dam. So let's go on that assumption. It was just her and Daniel Lunsby at Keswick Dam August 18th, 2012. I don't know. I mean, it would kind of seem like, oh, I don't know, common fucking sense that the last person to see her probably, I don't know, maybe had something to do with her fucking disappearance. But I don't know. I guess things work a little differently in Reading. Check this out. I'm going to go back to this 911 call just because it's fucking insane. On the call, Heather is fucking hysterical. She is terrified. She says she's running through Keswick Dam and someone's trying to kill her and that she had been drugged with heroin. At that point, after like, you know, telling the dispatcher what the fuck is going on, she loses connection. The 911 dispatcher tried to call her back on the cell phone, 
but it was some shitty track phone. It's like a pay-as-you-go phone thing. And it would not accept any incoming calls, not even from a 911 dispatcher. So Heather somehow gets reception again. She calls back and she keeps repeating the same thing. She's running. Someone has drugged her and they're going to kill her. And like I said earlier, you can definitely hear the voice of a male in the background. And she's using Daniel's fucking phone. After these three calls, the CHP, the Shasta County Sheriff's, they put up a good effort to search for her. They get a helicopter in the sky. They get rangers out there on ATVs. And they find no fucking trace of Heather. Well, her family and friends decided to do a search for her after they found out Heather was missing. Which, by the way, was two weeks after this 911 call had come into dispatch. And the only reason they found out that she was missing is because her husband at the time called to report her missing. And the cops show up and they're like, well, actually, she called 911 about two weeks ago saying someone was trying to kill her. And, you know, we couldn't find her. So (laughs) we just left it at that, you know. After speaking to her husband, he was fucking pissed about this. And he also told me to look into Donnie Stroud and that whole crowd. So I have the husband of Heather telling me to look at Donnie Stroud. I've got multiple women who were abused by this piece of shit telling me to look at Donnie Stroud. And from three different sources, I got information about this video that supposedly shows Donnie and Daniel raping, beating, and killing Heather. But somehow the cops have never heard about this. It's all just hearsay. Well, shit, motherfucker, everything is just hearsay until you, I don't know, try to look for some evidence or some shit. I don't know. Crazy thought, right? Anyway, back to what I was saying about her family. They formed their own search party and went out and searched Keswick Dam. Now, crazily, they were actually able to find a card, like a credit card, with Heather's name on it. So I'm not sure how the police missed that and amateur-ass family members were able to find it, but it just, it's all fucking bad. Whether it is incompetence or this is like some crazy conspiracy, it's all bad either way. And (laughs) we've lost so much time in this case that is it even possible to have justice served, to have somebody pay for what they did to Heather, to her children? That shit has a ripple effect, you guys fucking murdered this mom. Now these kids are coming up without a mother. I'm sure Heather's brother's mother, her family, they were very affected by this as anybody would be. But Heather isn't the right type of victim to get a huge response. There was no crazy national fucking news report on it. And the police gave up pretty fucking quick. And that's actually kind of why I originally started this podcast, because I was getting so fucking sick of the media and the cops just like picking and choosing who is worthy to look for and put effort into and report on and who they deem non-worthy. So I was like, yeah, fuck all that. But yeah, as you you can tell, the podcast is kind of morphed. And what's kind of crazy is if you listen to those early episodes, you can hear hear it more if you can hear me change my mind about a lot of things I don't know you guys what where the fuck is Daniel Lunsby why isn't anybody investigating Donnie Stroud and there are multiple videos of this motherfucker raping unconscious women I mean isn't that like a crime or something 
Yeah, I don't I don't know. Even if Donnie 100% had nothing to do with Heather disappearing and oh, I don't know, being murdered, this piece of shit has done enough that he should be locked up forever. He needs to remain in that cage because when he gets out, his crazy ass is going to hurt more women and children. Now, this is the part where I need you motherfuckers in Reading to do something. If you have any information about Heather Cameron, Daniel Lunsby, or Donnie Stroud, please call the Shasta County Sheriff's Department at 530-245-6025. And if you are in possession of one of these videos of Donnie Stroud raping an unconscious woman, for the love of fucking God, give it to the police. And let me be a little bit more specific Make a copy of that shit and give the police the copy. Maybe uh, ask them why the fuck this case is still open and why it doesn't seem to be investigated any further. Say, hey, is this a cold case? Are you guys actually still investigating, trying to figure out what the fuck happened to Heather Cameron? I don't know. Maybe they'll talk to you guys. They don't like me because I talk shit where shit talking is needed. I come from a cop family. And trust me, I don't have a problem with cops in general, but I have a huge fucking problem with lazy cops that don't go the extra mile. It's like, motherfuckers, you're not working in a fucking grocery store. If you decide to be lazy, fucking this could irreparably fuck with people's lives. I just, I don't even know what to say about it. I think I've said everything that can be said about Heather Cameron, Donnie Stroud, Daniel Lunsby, Reading and fucking general. If you want to hear about a fucked up city, you guys go back to the beginning of my podcast and listen to those fucking, I don't know, six or seven episodes about Heather and Reading. It is a whole ass can of worms that I was not expecting when I first started to investigate this case. It's fucking depressing. I hate that so many people that are deemed fucking unworthy just go missing and nobody investigates it because they're a fucking foster kid. Like Carissa Shell, who went missing from Turlock, California, a fucking 15-year-old or 16-year-old actually, just fucking up and disappears. Nobody's going to fucking investigate it because apparently the cops had problems with her family and she was a foster kid. So this kind of shit just happens way too often. And you would think cops would want to do something about that. A fucking 16-year-old went missing on your watches, motherfucker. Heather Cameron, a mother of like four or five kids, went missing on your watch. Donnie Stroud raped countless women and fucking made child pornography, got people addicted to methamphetamine on your watch. Now come the fuck on, step the fuck up, and let's get these cases solved. These kind of cases just infuriate me. I remember the name of every missing person I profiled on my podcast. Every fucking name, you guys. And to date, there hasn't been one solved. I mean, Vanessa Guion. Yes, I spoke about her, but that girl's straight up murdered somehow in an armory on a fucking army base and no video. We don't know what happened. And I don't do this podcast to fucking make money. Do you guys ever hear those shitty fucking commercials on my podcast? Fuck no. And it's not because they haven't offered to pay me. It's because that shit cheapens what I'm trying to do. I don't need to get paid to fucking talk about all the corrupt ass shit in our government, missing people that never get searched for. Fuck that. I do this because it fucking lights a fire in my soul 
And the only way I can ease that fucking burning is to tell other people what's happening to maybe, I don't know, save some person somehow, some way. I don't know. But it definitely helps talking about this shit every fucking week to try to arm you guys with information. That whole cliche, knowledge is power, is 100% accurate. But you kind of have to be careful in our crazy conspiracy theory world because knowledge can be dangerous. So you have to know how to use that knowledge. It's not going to get you fucking suicided by, oh, I don't know, being hung from a tree and then you <laughs> and then a shotgun blast to the chest. So I don't know, you guys, it's all fucked up. But I want to know where Heather Cameron is. I want her body returned to her family so they can have a proper burial for her. So her kids have somewhere to go to visit with their mother. And it's just like fucking crickets from law enforcement up there. Fucking despicable. I'm going to put another call out to everybody in Reading and the surrounding cities. If you have any information relating to Heather Cameron, Donnie Stroud, or Daniel Lusby, hook me up. Hook your girl up. Email me at banishedinthevalley at gmail.com. Please let me know what info you have. It's basically going to be down to us to solve this case and get justice for Heather because obviously the law enforcement community up there isn't even trying at this point. And if you don't want your name brought up, that's all good. I've talked to so many people that want to remain anonymous up there because they are afraid of the police. They think the police are corrupt. I've even heard stories of the police sex trafficking women. So I totally get it. Make a fucking dummy throwaway email account and send me some information and hopefully we can get closure for Heather's family. All right, you guys, it's change of subject time. So now we have to talk about this whole fire situation going down in Hawaii. I saw a lot of the videos when all of this first happened and it looked fucking weird. I'm not a fire marshal though, so I never like made an opinion one way or the other. But as with everything, if you start to scratch below the surface, you'll find some fuckery. And with that fuckery and a little connecting the dots, shit does not add up. So now I'm going to tell you everything that the crazy conspiracy theorists are talking about regarding this fire. A little side note, I've lived in California like 99.99% of my life. I get wildfires. I absolutely do. The 2020 fire that ripped through Paradise, California was fucking unheard of. That shit was traveling a football field length per second. So I get fire is a demon of its own kind. I get it can do weird shit. But let's go below the surface of the fire that went down in Hawaii. I'm just going to tell you some of the crazy shit that was happening that day, those two days that that fire broke out. All the fire hydrants were dry. The fire marshals were out of town that night. The mayor and the governor were out of town. People who were trying to evacuate were told it was not time to evacuate and to turn back around into the fire. There were no cops on bullhorns, no firefighters on the street. One of basically what people are calling the most robust emergency siren system in the world didn't sound. No warning whatsoever. Anomalies with reported wind directions that don't scientifically add up. There were tourists evacuated by bus. Locals locked in and told they can't get back in if they leave. School was canceled. 
Children were home while parents worked. Hundreds of children burned alive and cannot be identified as of right now. And this is shit you're not going to fucking hear on the mainstream bought out media. A perfect circle of fire was filmed like no shit. It's a perfect circle. And I, I get it. There could be different explanations, but it looked really fucking weird in combination with everything else going on. There was molten metal next to intact trees, you guys. The media as of right now, like the mainstream media, is only reporting a fraction of the real numbers of people killed there. New insurance policies that were taken out there before the fires. Hmm. So who owns the property there besides the Hawaiians? The oceanfront property, you guys. The government does. And side note, somehow Bill Gates' fucking house didn't burn down. Apparently, now these fucking vultures, like land developers are swooping in to buy these people's land for pennies on the dollar. Fucking vultures. Apparently, there are big developers that are trying to, quote, turn Maui into a smart island. And like I said, there are billionaires like Oprah and fucking Bill Gates is evil funding this shit. The list goes on. That's just like some of the weird anomalies. I posted a video to my Instagram page today, and it just shows some crazy shit. Like with most things I talk about, there is not going to be just a smoking gun that solves the whole case. This needs to have the totality of all the events and evidence looked at and then critically thought about because it definitely, I'm not saying it was a do, you know, directed energy weapon, but fuck, some of this video definitely looks like there is some do action going on. Something else I kind of found interesting is one month prior to this fire, there was a law created that states developers can buy Hawaiian land legally at a discounted price if a natural disaster occurs. And we haven't even gotten into this fucking police chief yet, but this shit's going to blow your pants off. Hold on for this. Now check this out. Maui's police chief is John Peltier who is also the Las Vegas police commander presiding over the cover-up, I mean, investigation of the Las Vegas massacre back on October 1st, 2017. Now, let's just have like a little quick refresher course on the Las Vegas shooting. Somehow, Stephen Paddock, who was an old-ass motherfucker, was able to expend 3,000-plus rounds of ammunition over the course of 10 minutes from 27 AR-15s with bump stocks, despite the fact that it would require dropping a gun after each 30-round magazine was empty, even though videos from survivors show that it was a non-stop stream of ammunition with a firing rate much higher than a bump stock is capable of producing from multiple locations that appear to be M240 LMGs and after the FBI took over the investigation. The house somehow burns down with all of the evidence, all the photos of the hotel room, blah, blah, blah. Years later, there's still fucking no motivation and no follow-up. Somehow the FBI fucking solved this case in three days. It was literally the biggest mass shooting in the United States. The day after Paddock's brother in numerous press interviews, where he claims it made no sense at all. And then later on, he was arrested for possessing several hundred terabytes of child porn on a 20-year-old computer running Windows 1995. And that's, you know, according to the FBI. They're so fucking trustworthy. But yeah, anyway, back to Maui. So this fuckwit 
Chief of Police Peltier went through the FBI Academy in 2019. There are also some accusations being, I don't know, thrown around a bit that this fucking Maui police chief guy has connections to the CIA. And at this point, I wouldn't fucking doubt it. How does this guy just happen to be a fucking commander in the police force for the worst shooting in American history and now the worst fire in American history? Like I said earlier, you have to look at the totality of the evidence. Go and watch some of the videos that the survivors are putting out and watch it soon because just like the Las Vegas shooting, those videos will be wiped from the internet. I don't know when it will happen, but I promise you that shit will be wiped and cleaned up. So maybe this police chief dude is literally just there to clean up. Make way for these fucking billionaires to come in and buy property that rightfully belongs to the Hawaiians at fucking ridiculously low rates, basically stealing their property from them. So look into it, you guys. Tell me what you think. Was it a do? Was it just a big old coinkydink, all that shit that went down? I don't fucking know, but I know it smells like fuckery. All right, you guys, that is about it for this episode. I just want to remind everyone of Shasta County Sheriff's Department phone number at 530-245-6025 and my email address, vanishedinthevalley at gmail.com. If you have any information, even if it seems like small and won't matter, let a motherfucker know, okay? I mean, nothing can be solved if everyone just stays quiet and doesn't try to help out this fucking missing girl. And I should say murdered girl, because I think we all know in our hearts, Heather is no longer alive. And on last year's episode about Heather's murder slash disappearance, I said I would fucking keep talking about this girl's case as long as it is needed. So next year at this time, we will be hearing about Heather Cameron again. But hopefully at that point, we will have answers and maybe justice will be on the way to being served. But I don't know. Don't fucking hold your breath with this system we have. Before I get out of here, I have to say what's up to our top three downloading states, which are California and Indiana in tie for the first place, Texas in second, and Michigan in third. That's what's up, you guys. Thank you for listening every week. And I 100% appreciate it. Hit me up at my email address I shouted out a little bit ago or go to my Reddit sub, which is r slash vanished in the valley. I would say try Instagram, but I got another no, no bad girl. So I'm not getting messages and apparently my posts aren't getting out. (laughs) Shocking. (laughs) As far as our international downloaders, we have the UK in first place, Canada, Australia, and the Netherlands. Thank you guys for listening. Hit me up. Send me a rabbit hole to go down. I fucking love that shit. And if you want any of the information I talk about, let me know and I'll send it your way. So until next week, be aware and don't forget your pepper spray. Ciao, ciao. Are you lost?